Discount grocers and a microphone after a long, what feels like a forever hiatus. Uh, I think we've been we've been gone for oh, a month and a half, something like that. But uh, oh, Dylan is with me. As you, I'm sure you know, I just I just kind of launched right into it. I was, I'm going to go. You know, I was anxious to get back, Dylan. I was anxious to get back. So it, it, it's, been that, it's been that long. You just said I'm just going to get going. Yeah. So let me let me start with my pleasantries. Hey, Dylan, how are you? <laughs> Doing well, Mike. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's been I feel like it's been a lot longer than seven weeks, two months, or whatever. But uh, yeah, glad to be back. I I, I have missed this. So. Yeah, you know who's happy that we're back is uh, Jake Hoffman, because Jake was like, "Hey, are you guys going to do another episode? I don't want to be the person that killed the the uh, podcast." <laughs> <laughs> but he was well yeah yeah exactly if i'm yeah. kidding jake yeah i was so, like yeah man we're just busy we just got stuff to do you know so but it is good to be back it is good to be back so anything exciting going on in your store this week or this month or for this year i guess just plowing through man just plowing through um yeah you know i've actually kind of i really it has thrown me off you know this is a little extra work and you know we got take some time to put things together and stuff but uh but I have missed it. I was, uh, I was, I, I've missed our, you know, every other Thursday conversations with with uh, random random operators. So, is it extra work for you or extra work for Danny? Because she has to be at the store now more when you're hanging out at home, having I'm guessing on some martini. Pretty much everything I do means extra work for Danny. So that just is a <laughs> that's just a given. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, well, listen. Uh, so on this episode, uh, we have Sonia and Matt Noski, good good peeps uh, from uh, Washington. They have a they have quite the story of of traveling from store to store. But yeah, so I think. I think we shouldn't waste a ton of time just you and me bantering about nothing really and uh, just get into this, huh? Sounds good. All right. Well, then I give you Matt and Sonia Noski. All right. And welcome back to Two Discount Grocers and a Microphone. We're here with Sonia and Matt Noski. From the Puyallup store, which is difficult to spell, I found. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Sonia and Matt, how the heck are you guys? Doing good on this beautiful Tuesday, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday Tuesday. It's all, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's all running together right now. So Sonia and Matt, why don't you tell yeah. us a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, so um, I started with Grocery Outlet in two thousand. Nine, I was going to college in the Olympia area and working part-time as a courtesy clerk in the Olympia store, which is where I met Matt um, and uh, started out part-time courtesy clerk, was going to college for business actually, and uh, ended up not going to college and working full-time at Grocery Outlet. Um, and Matt actually started in before my time, because his parents actually owned the Olympia store at the time and the Lacey store. But um, after three, four years, uh, we entered the AOT program, <clears throat> sort of. We were actually going to do the Sons and Daughters program back in the day when that was a thing. Um, but at the time, Tom McMahon was like, don't wait for the store. It was like 
sons and daughters program, you could kind of like um, take over your parents' store when they were ready to leave. And uh, that didn't work out. We were asked to just jump into the training program. So we did. And we ended up training in Bend, Oregon with Randy Alano. And we were there for six weeks before our DSM at the time, John Tornacasa was like, hey, we have this store in Tucson, Arizona. Um, The current operators are leaving. We really just need somebody to go there for about a year until they close the store. Because at the time they were exiting, there was only two stores left in Arizona. And uh, they were closing both of them, but not till the lease was up. So we were in the uh, Tucson store for a year and then we closed it down. And from there we were like, hey, maybe we can get back to the Pacific Northwest now that we've been in Arizona for a year. Um, And that didn't quite happen either. We (laughs) were asked to think about uh, going out to the East Coast. So we were like, "Mm, no, (laughs) I don't think the East Coast is for us. And they were like, just check it out. Um, So we went out there and it was still operating as uh, Amelia's grocery outlet. And um, <laughs> sorry about that. Rookie uh, podcasters here, you know, oh boy, <laughs> you guys pulling a, a Dylan Doug. Matt's got to leave the room. It's a whole thing. So we carry cordless phones so that our managers can be the one to answer the phone. And Matt was <laughs> no, he smart, had one smart. in his pocket. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> hey, 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 it happens. I know personally, but to do. <laughs> um. So we went. Uh, to the East coast. And we kind of toured all these, there was 13 stores at the time. And a lot of them were really low volume. So we were really nervous. So we're like, I, I don't know. There was no owner operator agreements out there. We would be the first one, the Guinea pig essentially. And that made us really nervous. Uh, but we ended up doing that because our other options were California. We really just were not interested in owning a store in California. Um, and so we're like, it, all my California peeps out there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just seems really difficult. And, uh, you know, anyway, Pennsylvania seemed was actually really difficult, <laughs> um, as well. But so we ended up saying yes. And they were like, Hey, just try it for a year. We want to test, uh, you know, it was a different version of an operator agreement out there, but we ended up operating the Lancaster grocery outlet, or as the East coasters would say, Lancaster, because if you don't say it that way, they know you're not from there. Um, So we were there for a year and uh, that was, Oh, you must be from Oregon. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Even though you're not. (laughs) Right. Um, We were there for a year or 14 months. And, uh, that was so we had two Tucson from 2012 to 13, and then 13 to 14, we had the Lancaster store. And then um yeah, that was interesting. Um, but anyway, and then from there, uh, I found out I was pregnant and we were like, oh, we would love to go back home or in the Pacific Northwest area. So we put our store up to hopefully have somebody apply for it and take it. And at that time we had no idea where we were going to go. And we were like, Oh my gosh, are they telling us that we're done? Like we didn't do this. Uh, maybe so, we don't get a store. <laughs> let, let me just ask you. So you said you put up your store without knowing. So I guess I don't, I don't quite understand that. So like, so we, you hadn't applied for another store, but you're like, we know we want to. So we're just going to put this up and then hope something <laughs> comes along. Right. So there were, when we were leaving, there were no other stores that were on an independent owner operator agreement. So they said, grocery outlet said, we really want to allow some extra time for people to apply because there was no AOTs on the East coast. There was, it would be a West coast operator coming in to Pennsylvania potentially. Uh, But there was also all of these quote unquote store managers for Amelia's grocery outlet that were with the company prior to grocery outlet taking over. And they had a pool of them that they would allow to essentially take over an operator agreement. Um, So they wanted like 90 days uh, to try to find somebody to take over the store. 
So they asked us to post it or to put in our 60 day notice early. Um, and we hadn't even applied for stores at that point. So yeah, it was a little nerve wracking. Uh, ultimately we did, uh, apply for several stores and we got one and, uh, that was Auburn, Washington. And we were there in Auburn for almost five years um, before we got the Puyallup store, which is where we are now. And we've been here. It'll be our fourth year this November. Oh, man, I, that was a good, <laughs> that was a big introduction. Jeez. I know. Um, yeah. so, so many questions. Yeah, I never realized, I guess, that you had the choice to put up the stores either. But you were one of the first on the East Coast. I have yes. so many questions. So we were in Lancaster. So it was a very healthy mix of like Amish Mennonite, but then also city life. Um, and I think we had one of the highest Hispanic demographics uh, there too. And um, so we had uh, horse and buggy stalls outside the store and we sold a lot of bulk products. And I think uh, they have this program called Deli Express out there where it was like bulk cheese and uh, one of the stores like cut it and package it and shipped it to the stores. Um, and just like the, the product mix, it's very like snack bulk, which can be the same in, in other stores too, based on demographic, but just the culture of people too was very different. So how long after, uh, Groshiala purchased Amelia's, did you guys kind of go out there? What was the timeline on that? Uh, well, they had purchased it when we were actually interviewing to be AOT, so about 18 months. And me, being the genius I am, I told Tom when Tom was like, hey, were you guys willing to relocate? And I said, hey, you guys got stores on the East Coast? I'll go to the East Coast. And Tom looks at me, he goes, we're going to hire from the East Coast for the East Coast. And then Tom, when we were done with Tucson, was like, hey, guess what? You're going to Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was very thrilled. And I, I always say, this is your fault, Matt. This is your fault. We ended up. We said, we don't want to go too far from home, but we're willing to relocate. And our first two stores were the furthest from our home uh, area that they could have been, you know, with Tucson and then the East Coast. So, yeah, I was, was going to say, <laughs> so the truth comes out because originally you're like, oh, well, Grocery Outlet, you know, asked, suggested that maybe the way but, but in, in reality, it's your husband. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I blame him. But I wouldn't change that experience at all. Um, it was, uh, it was interesting. We got to go to New York. It was super close. We got to experience New Jersey and do some like East coasty things. Um, so it was, we enjoyed our time there and uh, funny story. So my sister came to work with us when we first got the Tucson store, she was a, a bakery lead at Safeway. And, uh, she's like, Hey, well, I'll come help you. So she came and worked for us in Tucson and then ultimately came with us out to the East coast. And, um, you know, she met a guy <laughs> and he came back with us to the Pacific Northwest originally. And then they ended up moving back out to the East coast. And now she currently works for Justin and Ellie in Roarstown and has been their store manager for six years, if not longer at this point. And they absolutely love her. So. Gotcha. So this is your fourth store. <clears throat> And when you uh, got Puyallup, that was a new store, correct? It was a new store, yeah. So our first new store. Um, so you've yeah, so three three existings, one Arizona, one <laughs> East Coast, <laughs> and then Auburn. You said Auburn, right? Yeah, we were in okay. Auburn. And then and then you say, you know, we haven't had enough trial <laughs> and tribulations and weird stuff in our storied career yet. We need to do the thing we haven't done, which is open up a new store. Right. And I think at one point, um, you know, if you go as far as like Tucson, was that our first choice? No. Pennsylvania, was that our first choice? No. Well, Auburn, it was Matt's, to be fair. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Maybe not the collectively. But. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were so desperate to come back as close to home as we could. You know, Auburn was available and it was open and it was on a timeline. And so we we're like, hey, let's just let's go for it. And uh, did we expect to be there for five years? No. Um, but we bought a house in Puyallup in 2017. And so we were commuting, which is only 13 miles, but with traffic, it was about an hour to and from. And I was like, gosh, this, you know, we spend long days at the store and now we have a long commute. It would be so nice to have a store close to home. 
And lo and behold, there was a vacant building that we drove past every day. And I was like, that would make a great grocery outlet. Uh, so we kind of uh, worked with Rob Weaver, who was our DSM at the time. And I said, hey, you know, we want to submit the store site. And he goes, oh, I think they already looked at that, but do it again and see. Uh, I had heard from the manager at one of the buildings in here, Michael's at the end, that they were going to be moving into the vacant space and that that Michael's space would be free. And I said, all right, let's let's see what they can do. So we submitted it to construction and it ended up becoming a store site and they were like, just because you found the store site doesn't mean you'll get the store. And I said, I know. But now we kind of have a leg up because we know it's going to be a store and we have a lot longer of a time to work on our business plan. So we made sure it was the best business plan we could possibly come up with. <laughs> um, and then we got the store and we're two miles from home. So was Rochelle right. confused that the store was so close to the one you were applying to? Uh, no. <laughs> Is it, wait a minute. There's right. no U-Haul in her plane. Uh, right. Yeah, I like how they're like, yeah, just because you went <laughs> and took it. a store that we were closing for your first store, then went to the East Coast, and then then came back and you live in Puyallup and you found the site. Just because those things exist, don't <laughs> expect that this is going to be your store. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, okay, let's go over the, you know, where we took uh, Auburn from. I think we took it over and it was doing about 100000 a week. And uh, we broke nine sales records in our five years there. And when we left, it was uh, doing 155. And uh, I remember talking to Paul Schmidt uh, when he was still with the company. And he said, this store, I just don't think, I think it caps at 120, 130. I just don't see it doing any more than that. And they said, okay, Matt and I were like, bet. Like, hold we'll my see. beer. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> we'll, we'll show you. And we just immersed ourselves in the community there and, and living in the town that you have your store in is just a little bit different if you don't. And I think that's why Grishel, it's like, Hey, make sure you live in the town that your store is in because this, these are your neighbors. This is your community, like get involved. Um, but we still really immersed ourselves in that community and created relationships and partnerships and, uh, just by doing that was huge. We were in the downtown area or the store is in that downtown area. And, uh, we went to networking events and we joined the downtown association and we, that was just huge. Like getting out, I think it's huge for any store. You get out in the community and you're like, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm so-and-so we're the local owners of this grocery outlet. And they're like, you own it, you own the grocery outlet and you're out here. And I think that face-to-face value is a lot because then word of mouth is like, hey, you should check out the grocery island. I met the owners last weekend. And, you know, it just kind of goes from there. And that that contributed to a lot of our success in Auburn was just getting in there, forcing them to shop us. <laughs> you will shop us and you will like it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now very similar Auburn, to here too. <laughs> now is is that store kind of located in a little bit of a challenging area? Auburn? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's considered downtown and um, it's just on the outskirts there, but it's right next to the major like bus station. Um, there's a, like a jail there. And anytime somebody gets out of that jail, they get bused to this transit center. Um, and so, yeah, and that was an all day, every day, transient shoplifter, dangerous situation. Um, so we're really happy to be in Puyallup um, and that, that created a lot of resilience and grit in us doing that mm-hmm. day in day out on top of trying to run a su- successful store and kids and take care of our team and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so ultimately, uh, what, what were the, what were the, the pros and cons of new store versus existing store? Cause I've, I've had two stores at this point, but they're both existing. Mm-hmm. Dylan had a new store and an existing store. Um, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts on it? Cause I, I have the things that I think would be beneficial and drawbacks, but. Yeah. So we always said we would never take over a new store <laughs> because the unknown was too scary for us. You never know. You, you can make your best educated guess on what your store volume is going to be out the gate. Um, so that not knowing what your sales are going to be, um, you're paying payroll and you're, you got this big price tag, you know, on the store um, with that unknown. 
Yeah, because how long ago how long ago did you guys start Pew Up? Uh, it was November of 2019. So November. So was that we'll before be the reduction of assets? Yeah, you know. So mm. we opened, and then uh, that asset buyback program came into effect a few months later, and so we got top dollar for right, okay. everything. And then uh, that buyback essentially paid off our loan. <laughs> so been debt free since the first six months of owning the Puyallup store, which was pretty great. <laughs> right. That makes such a huge difference, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So existing stores, you walk in and you're, you're, you've got sales on day one, you have some sort of a crew, you can work with it. Um, and we had only two weeks between the sale and takeover inventory of Auburn to store set in Puyallup. So we were like, we're going to take a month off. We're going to spend time with our kids. We're going to do all this stuff. And then we'll dive into this endeavor of restarting, right? Like we were in Auburn for five years. We built this crew. We were still working a lot. Yes, that's just a daily grind. But we had a team that we can rely on to close and to open. And we had to restart. And that seemed so daunting. And it was daunting. Um, thankfully we had our four key people in Auburn willing to relocate and come here to Puyallup. But um, that's a big thing too. You've got to start this crew and it's like, how many do you hire? And with our short time span, I felt like we just were like, you're walking in, you're hired. You're walk you're here. You showed up to this open, ca open casting call. Like you're hired because we had no time to host um, these job fairs and market and do all this stuff to try to prepare. So uh, that was overwhelming, <laughs> but, uh, it worked out, you know, <laughs> see, that's why you put your store up for sale before you get one. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, there was like some delay, I guess, in the city of Puyallup, I guess was a little hard with grocery outlet on permits and, and some things. So they couldn't post the store until, I don't know. They, it was like six months delayed. And so then the time frame of like, then they have to find somebody to take over your store. And then it's a big domino effect as we know. And, and so, yeah, we were kind of at mercy of them trying to get somebody who wanted to come to Auburn. Um, so yeah, existing stores, you've got all this on day one, new stores, you, you've got this unknown, you've got all this work. Um, it was a lot. But then what a great situation to have the four people come with you. I mean, yeah. to have that little of a time, it's such a quick turnaround for everything anyway. And to have mm -hmm. less time four people, I, I would imagine would be a lifeline to be an understatement, but just to be able to kind of jump in and, and have four people already know your processes, what you're looking for and train people a lot quicker. Oh. Yeah, it was great. Um, except for one of them was pregnant and she went into labor a week before a store grand opening. <laughs> And her baby dad, her husband, was another one of them. And then his mom was another one of them. So oh. they, they all needed to take some time off at grand opening. But Took you know what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, we're in the business. Uh, we're a family business, right? We've never mm -hmm. strayed away from hiring those with close personal relationships of each other. And I think grocery outlet is just a breeding ground for people to meet and get together. I mean, that was Matt and I's story. We met, we fell in love. And now we're on this, you know, journey of, you know, almost 14 years later, um, still doing this thing. But it we had several relationships develop <laughs> in the store. Um, and then, you know, brother, sister, roommate, mom, you know, I vouch for them. They're going to work great. And they have. And it's a great thing to have, uh, but it's also terrible when they need time off. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, <laughs> I, I think by, I like, by the way, you guys are like a couple times. You could go. I feel like you guys are the ultimate in like manifesting your destiny a little bit there. By the way, but <laughs> <Like, laughs> yes. eh, something will come along. Let's move to Puyallup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, you know the housing market at the time was starting to take a turn where it was going to be ex extremely difficult and it proven to be. So in 2017, we got in there and bought a house right before everything went crazy um, and still is. Uh, but 
we were like, we just knew our lease was up. We were renting a house. We, it, we had been in Auburn for three years at that point. We were like, let's, we're ready to buy a house. Let's do it. And Puyallup seemed like a great, safe, not so big of a distance away because we're like 13 miles. That's not very far until we realized it was on the traffic, <laughs> the worst traffic commute of everybody trying to get to Seattle. You know, we're in South King County in Auburn and we're in Pierce County here in, in Puyallup. But, you know, <laughs> so because you mentioned out, Seattle, then- <laughs> because you mentioned Seattle, people don't get the luxury of seeing your decor. Yet. Yeah, they're big 49. So I it's kind of weird. I mean, you're really in enemy territory there. But listen, good for you for standing up for your team. You know, I mean, that's that, especially because grocery outlet being based down there. Like, I get it. The solidarity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. We can move on from that topic now. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> as they're as they're surrounded by Seahawks uh memorabilia. <laughs> tear the walls to yeah. 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 Uh so how many how many kids do you guys have now? We have two. Um, and uh our oldest is 19, almost 20. And she's actually my stepdaughter, but I met Matt when she was four and uh she's lived with us full time since and then our youngest just turned eight and our oldest daughter grew up in true grocery outlet diehard i think um when kiara was one uh matt's parents signed their operator agreement to the olympia store and uh so she's just grown up in grocery outlet since day one and she can open she can close she can do the receiving report or she could before <laughs> and <laughs> she could count down a till and she's worked many late nights at inventory, but you know, grocery outlet's not her thing. She, uh, she yet, did, <laughs> ah, she did some, she did come to work for us over the summer a little bit. Um, and when she wasn't going to school, but she's going to go to college and she does not have, she doesn't have the gene. I think there's a gene you have to have to have this uh, grocery outlet lifestyle. And she doesn't have that. So she's not very interested. Uh, she also said that that would grocery outlet would be her fallback career if everything else didn't come to fruition for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got she's got big dreams. She She's an artist. She likes to play music. She plays the violin. She draws. She's very much into that uh, that part of things. Journalism, writing short story. She's going to be a famous author. I'm manifesting that for her. Look how well it's worked go. out it's for us. Right? <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you manifest some things for me? While you're <laughs> yeah. What do you need? <laughs> She's like, I want to move to Florida. Sony's like, you know what? There's a nice spot for a grocery outlet there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, with grocery outlet going transatlantic, I, I wonder how far, how far they're going to go. And I'm curious to see, you know, transatlantic West coast, trickle in the middle are we going midwest when does that look where does that look you know <laughs> i mean i can't imagine i can't imagine they're not you know yeah for I'm sure i'm sure it's a when east meets west kind of scenario yeah probably looking at it right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so your son is eight mm-hmm. and so what store were you at when he was born we were in the auburn store so I you were in Auburn at that point. Okay. Yeah. So the day we found out that we got the Auburn store is the day I found out I was pregnant. And so I was like, what a great homecoming. I can be home for the birth of our son. Um, so I was just newly pregnant. So I we had a good eight months before, uh, or maybe a little bit less than that, seven months in Auburn taking over before we had to take some time off, obviously having a baby. Um So yeah, his had, had Silas in 2015 and he came to work with us every day until he was about 14 months old. And I would just wear him on my back or I'd push him around in a shopping cart with a dog bed in the bottom and put toys around the edge of the shopping cart and just push him around with us uh, while we did stuff. We had a pack and play in our office and a baby monitor, a video one, and we would just get things done. And then I, a, a regular customer of ours actually was like, hey, I noticed that you bring your son to work every day. And I think that's great. Have you ever thought about childcare? 
And I was like, no, like, this is the best part about being an owner. Like, you get to bring your kids to work with you, you get to make it work. And I remember we had a visit from Tom McMahon one time, and I was wearing Silas. And he's like, uh, he said something along the lines of like, well, maybe you should hire somebody to take care of this, your son so you could do more work. And I was like, excuse me. (laughs) Um, I was like, no, this is great. Um, But I think that really started a conversation of like, you know what, we could do so much more and we have such momentum that we're gaining in Auburn. It would, it would be easier if he was in some sort of daycare, but obviously that was my first child. I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to put him in daycare. Like this, this is great. But um, she, that customer was like, I own an in-home daycare. Just come check us out. Um, and what an amazing family that they were for us. And she, we did end up putting Silas in daycare part-time and then eventually went to full-time and, and, uh, they, they became family to us and really helped raise Silas for that, for the rest of the years before we moved to Puyallup. But, um, they were an amazing relationship we formed and still to this day have, she ended up, the owner of that daycare ended up getting her doctorate and she is now a doctor in Auburn and we got to partner with her as the store. She's it was like a naturopath doctor and we uh, sell a lot of natural stuff, Nosh stuff. Right. And so she would send all of her clients down, like go check out grocery outlet. They have the best deals on all this healthy organic stuff. And that really grew our Nosh sales. I think our Nosh sales in Auburn were really low, like 10%. And then after that kind of partnership and building sales, we got it up to like 16, which was huge, uh, for us anyway, but got a little off topic there. Sorry. No, no, you're good. (laughs) I always standard standard. I, I'm always marvel at the, the operators that I see that bring their kids to work like on a regular basis. Who can actually get stuff done? I go, I, I, I would never be able to get anything done. And it's not like I have a bad kid by any means, or, you know, I mean, she would be, you know, but still, I just, I don't know. I don't, hats yeah. off to you guys, I guess. When our oldest, Kiara, when she was younger, uh, I think she was like eight, nine when we were in Pennsylvania and school was canceled so often <laughs> over weather. It was kind of crazy. We left Tucson in December and it was 80 degrees. And we thought that was cold as our bodies had acclimated to that desert heat. And we moved in December to Pennsylvania where the high was zero. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this is very, very cold. Um, and they had seen like the worst snowstorm they'd ever seen in like seven years. And that was like our first few weeks there and school was canceled so often for snow that year that Kiara spent a lot of time with us in this, as she has, she spent a lot of time in grocery outlet to begin with, but, um, she was helpful. Um, when there was like no customers in the store due to snow, it was easy because she was like, she could run around and, and get stuff done. And, and, uh, with our son who is the same age, he's eight. Now he spent the summer here with us. We did bring him in and I was like, gosh, I can't wait for you to go back to school. Like, it's like, he's running around. He wants to ride a scooter throughout the store and he wants to help and he wants to do this, but it like slows you down tenfold. So, um, in the beginning it was easy when he couldn't walk. <laughs> and then, uh, when he starts running around, you're just chasing kids around. I just, it, it is hard, but we did do it. It just, would I prefer it that way? No, it, it's easy when they're in school or they got somewhere to be. <laughs> so you can focus on getting stuff done. Gotcha. Yeah, that still rides the scooter around the store. I'm sure. <laughs> right. Uh, we've actually upgraded to a hoverboard and <laughs> I found out that on, so uh, Silas always comes with me on Thanksgiving and Christmas when we're close. And we found out that it actually beeps at you when you go too fast. We have a little bit of a wild gotcha. child, uh, like scooter bikes, you know, electric things. Uh, so we got a hoverboard for him a couple of years ago and I actually am pretty good uh, at the hoverboard believe it or not. Uh, but yeah, when we're closed for the day for the holidays or whatever, he'll bring his skates or his bike in the store. And it's like his, he gets to run through and, and get crazy with it. And so he brought the hoverboard in and he goes so fast on that thing uh, throughout the store. But, do, do you guys have extra insurance? Hoverboard yeah, insurance? Yeah. No, <laughs> don't say, don't, don't tell my insurance Itch. agent. 
so uh so it seems like just from you know kind of what i've seen of you guys and this and that that you that you're both very active in the store uh between the two of you. so how do you kind of how do you divide divide and conquer do you do you have your areas of responsibility does it overlap how's that how's that work for you guys yeah so when you work every day with your partner and then go home to them every day you know you have to find that divide and so we have the store kind of like we oversee certain departments so like front end hbc gm uh, i oversee produce too and deli and matt's like grocery beer uh frozen all receiving uh unloading trucks backdoor sort of stuff and i'm more like i think that's pretty typical <laughs> to a degree but we make sure that we don't overstep in each other's areas because then that just brings the frustrations and the arguments home and and you don't want that either and i think it's really important to kind of turn work off when you go home and focus on family and focus on regular life Obviously, it's inevitable to have work bleed over into your home life uh, in this lifestyle, but we do our best to keep that to a minimum as much as we can. I was going to ask, how how successful are you with that? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So for the most part, Does it depend on who I ask? (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) Matt's getting quieter than quiet now. (laughs) He's been quiet the whole time, but now he's really... (laughs) Um, so when we do talk about store, um, it can't be something that we may be disagreeing on. Uh, if we have a disagreement, we go to lunch, we go to dinner and we talk about it there. Um, we don't have a lot of those, uh, at all. And while I say don't overstep in each other's areas, it, uh, there's still, still be times where it's like, Hey, you know, you got a plan for this. Can I help you solve this issue? Big air quotes there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I think we do a really good job. I mean, obviously we're in this 14 years together and I don't think I've, I've seen a lot of tragic love stories in this business. And, uh, I truly attribute our success to being able to find that line and not cross it all the time. I'll say that. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I, we still work five. Well, we were working seven days a week, obviously with a new store open to close the grind, uh, and you've got kids at home and not wanting to take them to the store all day. So we did, Matt worked like early mornings and then I worked like get our kids on the bus. And then I was here and I'd work as late as I needed to be. And we made sure somebody was home at night so that, you know, they still had a meal and bedtime at a normal time and, and all that kind of stuff. But now, uh, you know, at almost four years in, we're at a really good place with our team and our crew. And and so we still both work five days a week, but only five days a week, six days a week, seven if we need it. But I think uh, I take Saturday and Sunday off and Matt takes Sunday and Monday off. So we kind of have a day without each other and a day with each other and our family. Um, and that works well for us to kind of have a break from each other, too. Um, and I think that's important too, is having hobbies, having a place where you can step away, uh, because working side by side and being at home side by side is not for, for the week. It, it definitely takes a, a strong relationship to get through doing that. If that makes sense. hundred percent. hundred percent. This episode sponsored by Dr. Phil all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, hey, I don't know if we can afford that sponsor, Dylan. <laughs> I don't know if you know sponsors work, Mike. <laughs> How's it going? Have you had any sponsors reach out to you? At so all? many, so many. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody's just itching to get on this thing. But we say we're, we're kind of working on work. something big at work right now, so we, we don't have time. But maybe soon. Yeah, maybe yeah. soon. I was thinking, though, I was like, God, you know, really, we should reach out to like home base or something, you know, like that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And be like, hey, really? you want to you wanna get in the ear of a bunch of operators? What yeah, yeah. Do? At least or, pay my at least pay my hosting fees for this thing. <laughs> oh yeah, or maybe add adapted or uh, play there you, AI. there you go. Of course, you can say is no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so a little bit of a right hand question here, but I'm just curious. Um, I was talking to somebody about returns uh, recently, and <laughs> <laughs> and I know I know Matt has a story, but I am curious about. Do you guys do do you guys do a hundred percent returns 
regardless from even from other stores because i know that's been a topic of conversation from time from time to time and i'm curious as to your take on it yeah so being in auburn there are so many neighbor stores right there's just a cluster of south king county stores so we always took returns from our nearby stores uh because you can pink it and get credit for it well you could (laughs) Uh, but you can get your like grocery outlet has a hundred percent satisfaction guaranteed. And if you have something that's returned, just pink it and you get a hundred percent of that credit. So we've never seen an issue. We, um, before the receipts became required, we're kind of grocery outlet got on this, like, okay, we hear you let's require receipts and make it have a time frame, Right. Um, before that, uh, if they didn't have the receipt, we'd give them store credit and if they didn't have a receipt and it was over like $25, We our managers weren't allowed to approve it necessarily. Uh, it would have to go through us so we could make that decision. Um, but even here, like uh, we, we 100% take returns from any store that's not ours here as well as ours. Uh, we do require a receipt, um, but we will look up receipts for customers. Um, yeah, if, you know, you know what we do is um so we'll still do store credit for without a receipt, anything over five bucks mm-hmm. we'll do store credit for. Um and my rationale on it is I mean, A, I can return I mean, I, once again, I can pink it for credit with grocery outlet, and they're going to get another product in the store. I don't see it as being a loss on my end it kind of in any way. Uh, right. So do you put that on a gift card or do you yeah. do it the, uh, the old well, school store charge way? <laughs> well, no. Yeah. I I mean, we do store charge for certain things that are unrelated to that, but I mm. store charge can be a bit of a headache for mm-hmm. sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously we, you know, when somebody comes in to return something, we'll say, oh, are you going to be shopping today or whatever? And yeah. if they are, then we say, okay, well, we'll hold this up here and we can do the return at the same time. So it just takes it off of their purchase yeah if they're not then yeah we'll we'll give them a gift card yeah and i, I would say um uh, in those cases where somebody doesn't have a receipt but they're a regular customer like it doesn't seem fishy and illegit we'll be like yeah we could do store credit for you but hey try to keep on your receipt next time whatever um that's very minor i would say like in auburn we had returns all day every day but that was more of like a uh they stole it and wanted to come return it and so we had to be a little bit hard on that but here clientele isn't as ruthless as that it can can be but and it's gotten worse over the last couple years but so now do you guys take returns on beer and wine um we haven't had i know that topic is always like oh it's illegal or you can't um we will always take wine back if it's not depleted obviously like it you could tell that they've had a glass and it's like, this is bad. We'll definitely always either exchange it. Um, in some cases we have done full on returns. It's such a pain though. I think that, uh, why is it a pain more, more so than any other return? Yeah, because it, it, a lot of times our wine returns come from like, Hey, I bought this for a wedding and now I have six cases left over and it's like, oh, okay. Now, a lot of times when you return something, you shouldn't put it back onto the floor, but in cases where it's wine, uh, it's you have to make a decision like, oh, do I put it back on the floor? Or do I keep it? I don't know. And other times it's like they bought it during the 20% off wine sale and they're returning it outside the 20% off wine sale and you have to make... Well, that's where you say if you don't have a receipt, <laughs> you're not getting the full price. Right, exactly. <laughs> so... Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, that, the whole thing I asked about beer and wine specifically, because yeah, it always comes up like, oh, it's illegal or this or that. And I found, so like I called the OLCC just straight up for Oregon and was like, Hey, can't, are we allowed to take back alcohol? And they're like, yeah, of course you are. You know, not a problem. And I feel like there's so many things out there that are like that, where, you know, somebody heard from something or there was a company policy from somebody that they worked from, you know, a company they worked at before. And then all of a sudden it becomes air quotes, the law. Right. Yes. Uh, 
we hear we hear the law from customers all the time. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. All your lawyer customers that like yeah. you know. You and I guess to. like Washington State it may be different, and I don't. I I know that I've we've gotten the answer where it is okay. Uh, but when we worked in the Olympia store for Matt's parents, they always told us like when we were man managers there, they're like you can never take back beer and wine; it's illegal. Who's so they? We, Matt's parents or Matt's parents always oh, okay, told okay. us that, and so obviously we worked for them for a number of years. So like we had this mindset going into it, and obviously we were in different states. And in Pennsylvania, we didn't sell beer and wine, and in Tucson, we didn't have beer, and we had like a four foot wine shelf, I think, and that was it. It was very minimal, so we didn't have to really experience it until uh, in Auburn, where it's like, okay, now we're the owners and we're making these decisions. Uh, I don't think we can do a return on this. And then I think we did the research and you can't, you could, but in the back of my mind, something feels bad about it, even though I know it's not, I don't know. Just, you're just conditioned. Yeah. Conditioned to yeah. Feel guilty about it or some way. Yeah. Like you're, you're or something like, yeah. Is this illegal? Should I do this? Should I not? <laughs> but we're all about taking care of the customer, you know, as long as it's not illegitimate, you know? Gotcha. So, so Matt, I, I hear you have an epic return story <laughs> that is uh, humorous and unbelievable. Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's two of them that come to mind. Uh, the very first one, uh, way back in the day in Olympia, um, before the Lacey store even opened, actually, because this lady bought a bunch of cat food uh, out in Esqually, and she comes back and she's like, "I need to return all of this canned cat food." And I was like, "All right, what's what's wrong with it?" She goes, "Well." It's it made my cat taste like a salmon. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? She goes, yeah, I was feeding this salmon flavored cat food to my cat and an eagle came down and mistook my cat for a salmon and took my cat. So I need to return. <laughs> I, this I thought cat you misspoke food. for a second there when you said it made my cat taste like salmon. <laughs> no. like, Is that what you meant to say or smell? But no, no it's so she, okay, she's gotcha. returning two cases of, of Frisky's pate because her, it made her cat taste like a salmon and an eagle came down on the Nisqually River and took the cat. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think uh, eagles <laughs> like the taste of cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just as much as salmon. But cats don't like the taste of cats. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's weird. All right. Yeah, so that that one is my all-time favorite. And then my second one, uh, this lady came and returned a bunch of flowers. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. What's wrong with them? They look perfectly fine. She's like, well, I bought them for my friend's sister who was in the hospital dying. But she didn't actually die. So she doesn't need the flowers. <laughs> I, will, I will tell you that both of those stories came from when we were in the Olympia area. And if you've never been to Olympia. <laughs> it, um, there's such a wide variety of people there. Um, you've got Evergreen State College down the street there. Um, and I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, a very big mix and a, a lot of crazies for sure. <laughs> big ups to all your Olympia peeps. Yes. Shout out born and raised. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get a sponsorship by Friskies anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've, they've now pulled Dang the plug. It. No, it's that good. It's It has that much fish in it. You know, there's no grain. There's no nothing. It's the superfood for sure. Uh, hey, so Sonia, so correct me if I'm wrong. This might be a real short conversation if I am wrong, but are, aren't you a, the moderator of the Geo Owners only Facebook page? <laughs> Yes, I am uh, with Hana. Uh, it is oh, Bob. Good. It is Bob Barnard's group. He created that group several years ago, and a long time ago. Obviously, we all know the grocery outlet operators one that was kind of moderated by Kelly Knight when she still worked for the company. And her intention of that group was more for marketing, and then it kind of turned into like a, a place for people to kind of ask advice or vent or whatever. Um, but Bob had created this group because he wanted one for Grishella owners only. Um, and I was a part of both groups for a long time, but the one group was very stagnant and at the Bob's group, it, there wasn't a lot of posts in it. And uh, 
I think it was last year or the year before, he's like, I want to focus on this group again. And he had all these old operators in there, people that weren't GOI. So he's like, hey, can you help me weed through the group? I'm going to make you a moderator. And I was like, sure. Um, so I did. And then I've been a moderator ever since. And same with Hannah at Grisham as well. So how much moderating do you actually have to do? Um, I find myself spending significantly less time on Facebook nowadays anyway. Um, there isn't a whole lot. I, I'm just like a member of the group and I, I read, I post, I comment. Um, there was a few instances where I had to delete some posts. Um, but other than that, nothing. Nobody reports anything. There's like accidental reports. It's like so-and-so reported this person's comment and it's not anything controversial or, or negative in any way. Uh, and it's just more of like an accidental click. But other than recent events, no, nothing. So what, what were the posts you had to delete? What <laughs> yeah, did they I say exactly? And who, and who posted them? <laughs> uh, um, I don't know who posted them, even though they posted, I can see who the, any moderator can see who is, anonymous so they were posted anonymously but you can't it doesn't say like oh this is this person like you actually have to click the post and then click a button to see who actually posted it and i think it all happened very fast the post was only up for about eight minutes um and while i was going to delete it that person deleted it themselves so it was all very quickly just so you way, know, I don't think some, Mike was even a, looking for a response. Yeah, I like to yeah. throw bombs out there and, you know, and then we move on. But I know, hey, I but I do the think there's a lot of speculation, too, that uh, that over this anonymous posting thing, they're like, oh, my gosh, the moderators know who you are. And they're the ones taking everything back to GOI. Just for the record, I would never share as somebody who had their post shared once to GOI. And that made me feel very sad. Um I would never do that to somebody else. You tell it to Matt and then Matt shares it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> he's, uh, he's such a chatty Kathy, as no, you can tell. I'm the one that always posts anonymously. And the reason I'm not <laughs> chatty Kathy is because of uh, my incident, Facebook. my incident with Tom and us ending up in the East coast. So I, I do little <laughs> talking so I don't get us in trouble. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so, okay. So clear something up for me though. Cause I was, I keyed on that. That was interesting. So as a moderator, though, hmm. when somebody posts anonymously, it doesn't show initially, but you can click into it to see who it is. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess so if, PSA, I, if, if I so, really wanted to. Mike's not deleting I, a bunch of his posts. No. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I would say, too, that like I get why I think there's also been some discourse, too, in that group about like, oh, well. I don't even know if I should be talking about this, but people are like, no, it's fine. We can, we can, we can move on from specific things because honestly, I, I was joking about who said what and when, oh. but, um, well, I don't know, but it is a, it is a, you know, operators only. And this yeah. goes out to non-operators yeah, yeah. and that kind of thing. But the, the thing I was getting, uh, yeah, I, I was talking more, I wanted to talk more generally just kind of about the moderation and how that works for you and that kind of stuff yeah. versus specific well, people. I guess, for people joining the group, uh, like there's requests to join all the time. And a lot of times they're AOTs or they have no, no they're not even part of grocery outlet. Um, and so basically what Bob or Hannah or I do is we just make sure that they're actually an operator before we admit them into the group. And then occasionally we go through or people message us and they say, oh, so-and-so is not an operator anymore. Can you remove them? And that's pretty much the gist of what I do. <laughs> right. So the the point I was getting at, though, with the uh, anonymous thing mm -hmm. wasn't that you would, you know, I'm going to see who this is. And, you know, right. Blah, blah. No, I but there are two pages. And if you're posting as anonymous on the other page. For sure. That's that's all I've said. If you're yeah. posting as anonymous on the other page, you're not necessarily anonymous. Exactly. You know? So that's, that's the you... PSA I'm throwing out there. And it does state before you post, it says this is visible to moderators and Facebook data people. <laughs> so right, right. So yeah, I need to I need to be more anonymous sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it said that because I haven't done it yet. But I probably should. Uh, anyways, okay. Well, cool. 
Well, listen, uh, thank you for your service in the moderation of the page and and all that you do. (laughs) For sure. Happy to be of service. So, uh, so what's next for you guys? Are you, uh, you just, uh, happy, happy Kathy's where you're at and, and, uh, yeah, I, I've told everybody, I was like, we're going to be in Puyallup until either we get fired or retire. So whichever one comes first, that's, that's how it is. <laughs> oh, but if it all happens on one day, that would be, oh, a story. Yeah. <laughs> we might, if we pursue other opportunities, <laughs> um, no, we're we're happy with where we are. Um, we're like obviously having a store for a year, a store for a year, and then we were in Auburn for a pretty good stint. Um, we're finally able to build in our home store, create the crew exactly how we need them to be and want them to be, and build them up, and to allow us to take that step back. Um, I think the next step for us as we approach year four is uh, I was listening to the Jake episode. And he was like, you got to just let them step back and watch them fly um, and see, can they unload trucks? They know how to, why aren't they, you know? Um, And that's where we need to go next is allow. And we do like there's, we let our department leaders lead their department and take ownership of their departments 100%. Um, But when it comes to like us taking a little bit of a step back and letting them rise to the top, that's where we're at now. That's what we're going to be doing. We were able to take the most time off we've ever taken off in our history of grocery outlet this last summer, um, which was great. It's a great feeling <laughs> from nice. not taking a vacation for 10 years to be able to take a quick stint for the weekend or four days. Or we went to, uh, you know, Universal Studios for five days during the hurricane, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Yeah. Uh, well, fun fact for you, uh, we toyed around my my original what I originally na- wanted to name the podcast was pursuing other opportunities. Uh, <laughs> but, I think that would be great, but that might set a picture of that if you are. Right? Yeah, I didn't want to manifest that, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't want to get on the manifestation train. Yeah. So well, hey, listen, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on, It was, hold on, uh, hold it was on, great having you on. What's that? Hold on, Mike. I, I got two more oh, yeah. questions. And then Oh yeah. Oh, so can, sorry. Didn't yeah, need to step yeah, no. on your toes there. Uh so so with your journey, obviously going Arizona East Coast, new store, old store, advice for the upcoming, the AOTs, because right now for AOTs coming in, this is a weird time, right? This is no, they're yeah. seeing something they haven't ever seen before, we haven't seen before. Um, advice for the upcomings. I would say, um, well. Never be afraid to ask for help. I think that we're all, this whole community, this peer of grocery outlet owners, we don't ever want to see someone fail. And I think the ones that we see fail are stuck in this, like, I can do it myself. I got this kind of bubble. And I think once you're in that bubble and you don't feel like you can reach out to your neighbor for help, it, you're, you've already failed. Um, I think we're all willing to lend a hand. I think we're all wanting to see success from, from with everyone. Um, and don't cut yourself short when you have a whole team backing you. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. We're all here for each other and never be afraid. Even if you don't know them, be like, Hey, I heard from so-and-so you're really good at auditing inventory. Can you help me? Cause I just failed. Never be never be afraid to say, Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, I don't know. I don't know what to do here. Can you help me? Never just wing it. Reach out. We're all here for you. Okay. And, and last, do you have a favorite quote or do you guys have a favorite quote? Yeah. yeah oh yes. yes. We didn't prep you for this, but if you uh, listen to the show, you'll know. Um, uh, as you guys can tell by the background, we don't like sports at all. <laughs> so my, my favorite one that I go by is, Pressure makes diamonds or bust pipes. What do you want to be? Do you want to be a diamond or do you want to be a broken pipe? Oh. So when the pressure hits, which which, which way are going to go? I have a quote from Dave Duncan. Oh, <laughs> share. Well, um, during some frustrating conversations with Dave, he told me once, he said, no one is going to do it like you do it. And you cannot expect everyone to be on your level. They're not you. And that made me realize 
that I can't expect everyone to run and be me all the time. Um, and that helped me relax a little bit. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, thank you guys for joining. This was of fun. Course. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, How nervous were you to do the podcast during this time we're in right now? Well, a little bit. <laughs> okay. I think we should cut it off there before we get ourselves in trouble and go down yeah. that, uh, go down that uh, area there, but uh, on that tangent, but uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on guys. We really appreciate it. And uh, uh, thanks for bringing us back from our extended hiatus. You know, yeah. uh, I talked to Jake Hoffman this morning and he's like, Oh, I'm so glad you're having somebody else on. I didn't want to be the one that killed the podcast. So <laughs> It was our pleasure. Thanks for having us. All right. Well, you guys have a great day and uh, we'll chat soon. All right. All right. Bye. Yeah. Bye. All right. So that was uh, Matt and Sonia Noski. Uh, you know, interesting story. Those guys moved around uh, a fair bit, to say the least. They may have covered the most, uh, the most ground you know, as actually physically distance of miles from store to store to store, I guess. No, I don't, I don't think so. Do you know who's covered more ground than them? Who? That cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah. I see what you did there. The cat that got picked up by the Eagle. Cause it tasted <laughs> yeah. like salmon. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, anyways. Um, yeah. <laughs> You threw me That's for a minute. Story. I felt like I needed to give a little backstory again, but it's no, all no, good. See, see, this is the true ending after the call. So if you made it this far, you, you heard the salmon flavored cat story. Yes. Um, the, the epic return story for sure. Right. Uh, but it's good to be back. I, I, I will say this. I know I already said this. It's good to start this up again. I, I feel like it has been a long time and I feel like my every other Thursday I've been missing something. So I'm, I'm glad that you pushed to get this going again, because this is fun for me. I think it is for yeah, you absolutely, as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it was good. It was good taking that time off, but it, it was time to, it was time to come back and, and get back up on that horse um, for sure. So uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy it as well. Yeah. Hey, well, obviously well, with, with kind of jumping what seven weeks or how long, however long it's been, uh, we don't have our next guest lined up, so we're not, or do we? You looking at me like you have something? No, 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 no yeah, I we don't have our next guest lined up, so we won't talk about who will be on next, uh, but we will have another guest. Um, I will tell we'll you, talk about that. oh, it will be the best guest ever, <laughs> just, just throwing that out there, like they're going to be the mo so amazing. Um, that it's just going to blow everybody's mind. That's for sure. Um, real quick, that I will say that uh, Tanya said she does want to be on one of these calls very soon. Oh, okay. She didn't say that. That's that no. was a lie to you. I'm sorry. I tried. Yeah. No. Okay. She didn't say that. I got excited. She was going to be the best guest ever. So you <laughs> heard said, it here first. Tanya is coming on the podcast uh, next. She will be our next guest. Um, yeah, and basically we just get to listen to Dylan and Tanya kind of hash out any issues that they're having at the store, at home, uh, you know, with in-laws, anything like that at all. You know, they get to. It's. It, I'm just going to shut up through the whole thing. It'll be. It's going to be. It's going to be amazing. So I, I'm going to take bets that that will never happen. By the way, you oh, shut okay. up. That is. Yeah. <laughs> so, fair enough. Right. Well. To be determined on the next guest, uh, Dylan. It was as always. It was a pleasure, and uh, I will I will talk to you. Uh, we'll do this again in two weeks. Hey, eh? here we go. Look All right, to man. It. Have a See good later. one.
You're like the most important people in our lives. Well, that's not, I mean, we have our wives and our kids and stuff, but you, you know, you're very important to us. And, and we 